Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And here we go. I'm in over my head. This is The Home Show with Richard McCann. You've got questions. He's got answers. You've got problems, he's got solutions. Call 1-800-955-7333. That's 1-800-955-7333. Now, here to solve the questions, conundrums, and riddles about home ownership is Richard McCann. Live from way out behind the station, this is The Home Show with me, your humble home improvement guru, Richard McCann. Welcome, everybody, one 800 955 7333 is how you get through to the show if you're local to the Richmond area. It's 345-1140. Uh, it's it's cold. I I said it all summer. I'm going to say it again. I don't complain about the heat because I can always take clothes off. But it's cold outside. And uh, there's a marathon in Richmond. Magic Matt, how are you, sir? I'm good, but I'm holding to the opposite <laughs> view. I'd rather bundle on than take off. No, no. When no. you have a weird, awkward body like I do, <laughs> that's the way you feel. Well, see, I'm in radio. I could be in a thong right now. Nobody would care. Well, you might. I would than... care deeply about that. <laughs> Your parents calling me up, Mr. McCann, what did you do to my son? Nothing. I didn't do anything. But uh, you're, you're in trouble, my son. What happened? I drank half a cup of coffee. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you never drink coffee. I almost not. That's how. Wow. I, Neither I, do I. I came in just... Just like, see, I, I have a, I have an older truck. I have an O2 truck, okay, which I affectionately refer to as the battle wagon, okay? And it is a battle wagon. It is a battle wagon, and I, I, I guarantee when we have a snowstorm in Virginia and we have to come in, I'm going to be driving to Chester to pick you up, uh, but, it, it, and it has amazing air conditioning and the worst heater I've ever had in a vehicle in my life. My 76 Nova had a better heater than this thing. So I'm just driving. So that explains the coffee. <laughs> coffee, you know, put some of those hand warmers underneath my seat, that kind of thing. But uh, how are you doing? Did you have a good week? It has been a, uh, it's been a rager. What I like to call them is when things kind of get out of hand with everything that's gone on. So this week was a rager. I, you know what? That's my favorite time in radio. When you're like, you're doing a show. And then everything just goes. There's a there's a certain beauty inside the chaos. There is absolutely. Yeah. But if you're in the Richmond area uh, and you're running the marathon, I mean, I've made jokes. You're crazy. You're insane. You're crazy. You, are, you know who's insane? A friend of ours from right here on the show, Matt Paxton from Hoarders. Oh, he's out there. running. He is running his first marathon. Wow. And my, good for him. My thought is good for you. But you're insane. And you're a nut. Yeah. Um, just completely out of your mind. It's I, like 24 degrees outside right now. I don't get it at all. I mean, I just running, just running, period, I don't get. And the thing is, when I was a younger man, when I was your age, I'd say, I don't run except when chased. Now at my age, 
I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna run. Then I know I'm not gonna make it far. If just someone starts chasing me, I'm best just to stop, turn, and go. All right. Come so get. you're the first one in the horror movie to go. Yeah, yeah, huh. pretty much. You know, or, or win, make it a really short movie. Like, and he stopped him. Ten minutes. That was a short. But but no, there's no running for me. But God bless him. It's no, 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 no. I mean, I've always read the ideal temperature for a marathon. Is actually around forty, yeah. In that in that range, you know, five degrees, four degrees, either way. But that's the ideal temperature for a marathon. Yeah. And uh, we're way below. You're yeah. gonna, if anybody needs a new sweatshirt or some jogging gear, I would just like follow the marathon because you know, as they get hotter, they're gonna be shedding this yeah. stuff and just dumping it on the ground. Yeah, because once your heart rate starts going, you that forty degrees keeps you kind of cool. But it's still pretty warm. Yes. I played, you know, play, playing sports growing up, that 40 or 50 degrees was perfect. For me. Too bad I lived in Florida. It was never 50 degrees. Ever. <laughs> if it was, they were bundled up like they are today. I promise you that. See, me growing up working construction, working in the wintertime, you have no idea because you want to bundle up because you're cold. But you're working so you build up a sweat underneath it and, like, you, you want to work with gloves, but you can't get anything done with gloves, so you take your gloves off. Now they're cold. Then you hit them on something, which is 10 times worse uh, than when you— The hands I, and ears being cold is what's terrible about I, the winter. I, I, I'll give you that. There, That's it. I mean, so then you take off your jacket, then you're freezing to death, and now you have a cold. It's There's no winning. There's no winning whatsoever. But to those people running, and our buddy Matt, run, Matt. You better run. win if you're going to be out there that early. Yeah. <laughs> better be worth it to you. That's the thing. Or finish at least. What, what do you figure? 99.99999% know they're not going to win? Yeah. We're doing this for fun. No. No. Not that early or not. No. You know what I'm doing for fun? I'm sleeping in. We're doing this for fun. <laughs> this I do for fun. But it's nice and crisp. It's nice and uh, comfy in it here. It is toasty in here. It is. And uh, So what we got today, uh, it is Veterans Day. Everybody, the government celebrated yesterday. But today is Veterans Day, and uh, you know I've got a, a pretty, uh, a pretty tight relationship with the veterans. There's a lot of veterans listen to this show. I have a lot of veterans in my family. Uh, we've had uh, some specialists come in and talk about some of the problems that veterans face uh, today, meaning at this time. And uh, unfortunately, yesterday. Uh, I lost a World War II veteran, and it wasn't a surprise. Um, it wasn't like out of the blue, and and there's plenty of. I mean, yes, it it really is sad, but I'm going to tell you the story. You know, I, I, there's a celebration to be had there, and I will absolutely uh, get to that. Uh, someone called me yesterday. Uh, that's a listener to the show. Now, here's the thing. Uh, unlike a lot of radio hosts, um, not as many as it used to be, but a, a lot. When I when I first started doing this job, someone said, "What name do you want to use?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm proud of my name, and uh, that's what I'm going to use." Well, that makes it pretty easy for people to find me. I'm not hiding, okay? If if, if someone wants to find me, it's pretty easy. Uh, and yesterday, I got a phone call from a, a lady who said, Richard, 
I need your help. Now, you're talking to a kid who grew up on comic books and superheroes and knights and Robin Hood and you name it. So when someone says, I need your help, it's like, how can I help you, madam? Yes, citizen, we will see what we can do. I'm not a miracle worker, but the story that she told me was pretty darn amazing. I want to share it with you. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll hear back. You know, because a lot of times I, I give advice or I, I, I give my best shot, if you will. Not always going to be right, but sometimes it's just, you know, spitballing in the dark. And as, as you know, as a nice lady said the other day, I'm rude, but I'm almost always right. I like to hear when we get things right. I like to hear when I get things wrong. I will promise you, I've learned a lot more from my mistakes than I ever have uh, from getting something right. Richard McCann on the home show, 1-800-955-7333. You're local to the Richmond area. It's 345-1140. Follow me on Facebook. That's Richard McCann, M-C-K-A-N-N. So as I said earlier, I'm not a hard guy to find. It's contracted for years. I pretty much a native. I am a native Richmonder. Haven't been, I, I've, I left for a short amount of time, but pretty much born, bred, and raised right here. Live here. Don't plan on leaving. Not anytime soon, at least. No. Until I get old, and I need. Oh, it's too darn cold here. I'm moving to Florida. No. Wait. 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 I take that back. I'm sorry. No. I'm never going to do that. It's crazy. Uh, but you know, I've I've worked for a lot of people. Over the years, made a lot of good relationships as far as I'm concerned. Uh, ticked off very few people. There, there's people out there that don't like me. It's going to happen. The man that can go through life without making somebody angry is... <laughs> you didn't talk to anybody. But I got a phone call yesterday uh, that I really didn't expect. It was kind of out... It was completely out of the blue. Uh, but it was a local number, so I'll answer it. By the way, are you, do you, how many people out there get, like random robocalls on their cell phone. I I get it daily. I get one once a week. Only once a week? Yeah. I get two to three a day. Wow, that's bad. It's incredible. Yeah, I get them from like random areas to like Minnesota and Wisconsin. Maybe it's the people who are listening to the show. It might be. All over the place. Um, I don't know. They might be looking for you, but I, got, I don't answer those. But I, if it says 804, I'm going to answer it. And I get a call from a, a nice lady, name I'm not going to mention. By the way, my goal is not to embarrass anybody in this story. And the funny thing is, the people in this story are not embarrassed. Keep that in mind. So I get a phone call uh, from a, 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 a listener slash customer. Apparently, I, at some point over the years, I went over... And looked at her house, gave her some uh, some tips on her floors or, or something. I, I wish I had the memory of my father. My father remembers every single person he's ever worked for ever. I don't. I, I, I've got a great memory, but people, some you know, that stuff all runs together after a while. And she said, Richard, I, I'm a diehard listener. You've come to my house, and I need your help and your advice. Okay. You know, and and that's a lot of pressure on me because as far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't want to give anybody the wrong answer. But this was a situation that needed to be dealt with right now. Now, she is friends with a woman in Richmond. 
not giving any details, but let's just say she is a hoarder. She's a hoarder of a four or five bedroom house that has been cleaned out once before, not that long ago. But the situation is that if you watch, if you watch Matt Paxton's show, Hoarders, or if you've ever dealt with people that have this condition, and I am saying and agreeing, it's a condition. It's a mental disorder. It's not their fault, but they can be helped. So in this particular home, it is now full Full to the ceiling as far as I know. And about a year ago, she had a water pipe rupture. It happens. Now, the problem is 99.9% of the time, by the way, these are scientifically checked um, statistics. <laughs> yeah, I, I did my research. 99.9%. Okay, maybe not quite that high but most of the time you break a pipe okay i broke a pipe turn off the water call the plumber plumber comes out plumber fixes pipe hands you bill you hand them money have a nice day she had a water leak that occurred a year ago turned off the water called the plumber Plumber cannot fix the pipe because he can't get to it. Sorry, ma'am, I cannot help you call another plumber. I cannot help you call another plumber. I don't know how many plumbers she went through, but it came down to the fact that there was so much stuff inside of this house that none of the contractors could fix the problem. So what happens? Well, the insurance company's already been called. The insurance company's been called and said, look, I mean, I not only do I have a broken pipe, but I have damage to my home. And they said, well, let's see what we can do about that. Can't do much. So now you have a house full of stuff with a water leak, so they turn off the water, and she's been living without water for what I understand Please, anybody that's listening is involved with this story. If I'm getting a detail wrong, let me know. And again, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm really not. I'm telling this story only and simply because I'm hoping that it can help other people. So a year without running water, going to friends and families for showers, bringing in jugs of water, Now, I can speak from experience on this. I've done that. I moved into a house. The water was turned off. The water bill had not been paid. It was a disaster. What did I do? Ah, Suck it up, buttercup. How long can I live without water? I can do okay. I can fill up jugs to flush the toilet. I can go to the gym to take a shower. I can save up my money and get this bill paid off. Water's paid off. She's been doing this for a year, not because she can't pay the bill, but because they cannot get to 
the leak. So I said, okay, I, I understand this. What, what seems to be the problem? This is yesterday, folks. Yesterday, a friend, a friend of this woman says to me, Richard, the insurance company said she has five days to clean out the house or there are going to be major consequences. I was a little fuzzy on that. I couldn't figure out if it was just they were going to take back all the money that they gave her or she was going to lose the house completely. That I'm fuzzy on. But she says, I don't know what to do. Can you please give me some advice? You know, I've been talking about this a lot lately, it seems. And maybe Matt was a a big influence. Why? Not you. The other Matt. The Matt that's crazy enough to be running in a marathon in this weather. But you know what? I gave her some advice. I'll tell you what what we're going to, hopefully, they'll be able to do. And I even told her, you know, when this is over, I want to hear what happened. Because there is help to be had, and there's going to require a lot of patience. And here's the funny thing. I will honestly tell you, it's more patience than this guy has. My name is Richard McCann, and this is The Home Show. Richard McCann on The Home Show, 1-800-955-7333. That's how you get through to the show. If you're local to the Richmond area, 345-1140. Uh, to all the veterans out there, thank you so very much. I hope you... I, I've, I've gone over all the different lists of free stuff you guys can get. Uh, on Veterans Day, and here's my advice to uh, the veterans out there: get it all, go for it. Eat three breakfasts at two different, uh, three different Denny's. Go get a steak. I don't care what it. Get ice cream and put it in a cooler and take it home. I don't care what it is. If it's free, take it. You deserve it. There's not going to be a radio talk show host day. And I'll be honest with you, when it was time for uh, you know that I could have joined the armed services. Uh, they wouldn't have wanted that guy. I'm a different person now than I was then. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, I wanted... Uh, I- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I get a phone call yesterday. Richard, can you help? Which... You know what? I'm one of those people. If I can, I will. And if I can't, I'll find the people that can. That's the best I can do, right? You got to do the best you can. I, I might not be perfect, but you did the best you could. And the phone call I get was a friend of the, one of my listeners was going to basically lose her house because she was a hoarder. Now, it wasn't the first time that this house had been filled. It had been emptied and repaired and made beautiful. But as we've talked about many times, it seems, on this show, hoarding is a disease. And without the right help and the right discipline and the right support, it's easy for it just to pile up again. From why I understand it, uh, it comes from loss. Hoarding comes from loss. Loss of 
something, some tragedy in the life creates this need, uh, this hole, if you will, hole in yourself that you want to fill with stuff. Other people fill it with other things. Some people fill it with drugs. Some people fill it with booze. You know, some people fill it with cats. I mean, who knows? But there are cases where people fill it with stuff. And it becomes this emotional bond. Bonds to things that you and I do not, will not, cannot understand. You cannot, you can't comprehend it, you know. I mean, I, I I personally, I'm at a point in my life, I'm purging. Pur- the other day, yesterday, was in a comic book shop. One of the first times I've been in a comic book shop in forever. And I thought back upstairs in my, the upstairs of Casa de McCann, there's like four or five file boxes full of comic books. I've had them since I was a child. And of course, I was one of those people that heard the stories, you know, someday... Those comics will be worth something. Oh, if my mother hadn't thrown out my comics. Everybody in my generation heard that. And so now I've got four or five file boxes full of comics that really aren't worth anything. They're dog-eared and tore up. And and I, I mean, I read them. They're only worth something if they're like pristine. And my thought was yesterday while I'm in this comic book shop, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to come in here with these comics. And you know what? If they go through them and say, yes, they're worth something here. I'll give you this much money for them. I'll take it. And if they're not, I'll probably donate them to some like after school program or something. Because I'm a firm believer. I don't care what you're reading as long as you're reading. But that's me purging stuff. But for a long time, those things meant a lot to me. And hoarding is like that. It's filling this hole inside of you. So this woman is going to lose her house because it's full of stuff, it has no running water because she had a water leak. Nobody can fix it because they can't get to it. That if I may for one second, I think I could probably have gotten to it. I can under, There are times, I will say this, there are times that contractors will show up at somebody's house, see the job, and instead of saying, no, ma'am, I don't want to do the job, they'll say, no, ma'am, uh, I can't do the job. That's happened. I've seen it. I had a house out in Verina. The lady asked somebody to come out and see if she needed a vapor barrier and insulation. You know what? They said, um, no, you don't need it. You're fine. And left. And then she talked to me. I'm like, of course you need it. You need insulation and a vapor barrier. It's just the fact that your house is a foot and a half off the ground. Nobody can fit underneath there. By the way, Air Resolutions did. So she said, I don't know what to do. I've got five days, five days before, you know, everything falls apart. And I'm like, five working days or five real days? And she's like, real days, today is day one. And she says, I wonder if you you know that guy. I heard him on your show. He used to be a lawyer and now he handles junk. I'm like, yeah, Bill Taggart from Junk King. Sponsor the show for a while there running a great business, helping people out. And she's like, well, I, I left a message, but I need to get a hold of him fast. And I said, well, that, that, number one, I can help you with that. So that's where we were good. We, got, we knew that there are people out there that can get it cleaned out. I had little doubt of Bill's abilities and that of his crew. 
Now, admittedly, I hadn't asked him yet, but I did say, you know, I think he can help. And I know I can get to him directly. So that was one. One was, can, you know, can we find somebody to clean it out? Now, I did have to ask the question, you know, does she have the money to clean it out? Does she have the money to pay these people? Because they're not going to work for free. No TV show wrapped around this thing. Everybody has to get paid. And that was the first question. She's like, yes, yes, we can get them paid. So good. Step one, complete. Three, uh, 1-800-955-7333. Uh, Perry in Sandston. Hey, I got a, two questions for you, Richard. Uh, one, what kind of madman would get up at O-Dark 30 to listen to talk radio? Uh, you. And, <laughs> and the second one is, where can I get screw jacks that will work in a crawl space? You mean the short? All the ones I keep running into are like automotive where a car is up on a lift. Yeah, well, here, one, uh, the screw jacks you're talking about, you can pick up at any hardware store. I mean, any of the box stores, they sell them there. But the thing is, Perry, you're, you're obviously telling me that you have a dip in your floor or some walls are starting to crack? Uh, I've got a dip in my uh, kitchen floor. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. Perry, are you planning on staying in that house until you're dead or are you going to sell it at some point? At my age until I'm dead. Okay. So what you're creating is a problem for the people that are inheriting your house. See, what's going to happen is oh. as a home inspector and as a realtor, when I crawl underneath a house and I see screw jacks, that's a red flag that gets put down on the home inspection. And then that causes somebody to say, well, the next thing we need to do is spend money on an engineer. The engineer has to come in. They make a report saying whether that uh, needs to be supported properly or not, if they can live without it. Most of the time they say, no, something has to be put there. So then you have another person that has to come in and put in an actual real peer. So what I'm saying to you is what I would do if I was you, I would get like a couple of 20-ton bottle jacks, which you probably have one or you have some friends that have one. Actually, I do have one. Okay. Okay. What you need to do is you need to slowly, not quickly, how much of a dip do we have? I don't know. I haven't. The, the, the beams look okay, but and it could be just the... Uh, uh, not the subflooring, but the layer above that, uh, it, that may have an issue, but uh, I've got definitely got a sagging floor. Okay, so have you? I would run a four-foot level over, over it, see where the actual dip is. Um, I used to carry a couple of ball bearings in my pocket when I did a home inspection and roll those across the floor to see where they would go. But what you need to do is you need to dig down eight inches Put in four in. I, I do about a, a 20 by 20. It's bigger than it needs to be, but 20 by 20 by 8 inches deep. I pour a 4-inch concrete pad, take the bottle jack slowly over the course of a couple of weeks, jack up the floor to where you want it to be, and then you take solid block, solid uh, 12 by 12 by 12. You put them in place with concrete in between them, and then you shim the very top with either steel or slate. And that is a proper pier. I got you. I mean, now, if you don't care what's going to happen down the road, I can understand that. Pfft, you know, honestly, I can. 
like I'm, I'm, it's, it's jacked up now, and I don't care what's going to happen down the road. But somebody's going to deal with that situation at some point, and it's probably going to cost them an extra thousand to fifteen hundred bucks on the sale of that home. Are you with me? Okay. Okay. I know. I know. Right say, that's not the answer I wanted, Richard. I wanted you to say, go ahead, get pick it up at Home Depot, and I'm good. Well. Well, by the time anything really happens, I'll be dead, so I won't care. Okay, well, you know know what? And I've had that argument with people. They're like, hey, do you have a will? (laughs) No, I don't have a will. Well, why not? I don't care. I'm dead. (laughs) You you deal with all this crap. It's uh, fine. What do we do with this sword collection? I don't know. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) But you can pick pick up the small bottle, uh, the small pump jacks. Um, you, You can pick up at, like, any of the box stores. Uh, you can cut them down so it'll fit, but I would at least, at the very, very least, dig down, pour the concrete so it has something firm to sit upon. Would you do that much for me, Perry? Well, I will, and I had already thought of that. Uh, oh, I, Perry's I, all smart I, and stuff. I thought, I thought about replacing the beams too, if if they are bowed. But with just eyeballing it under the house, I don't see that. Well, but I can see the floor is uh, is. Is sagging so you know. T- talk to a talk to a GC. You probably know a couple of them, but uh, you know, I put in the. If you want the screw jack, pick it up at Home Depot and you'll be fine. All right, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, Perry. in the world is your home improvement guru. Richard McCann on The Home Show, 1-800-955-7333. Matt, I'm hearing the music. Uh, are you telling me that we have a new place that the podcast of this wonderful show, that you can download from our mothership, 1140wrva.com, we have a new place that people are listening? Yes, we have a new country. We have a new country. Yeah. Well, Take we, a wild guess. Well, we have been playing a game where uh, do I get a hint this time, or do I really have to just spitball out there Europe. into the Europe, Europe, Europe. Um, um, Germany? Close, but no. It is a we have a listener from Darlana, Sweden. Aja Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know who that listener is, but... I actually do know who this listener is. You do? He sent us a Facebook message, and this is why I know he's a listener this week. I actually didn't get it from the geolocation we get with the podcast. He sent me a message. I am so excited. Let's hear it. Yeah. His name is Stefan Gustafsson. Stefan Gustafsson. Yeah, it sounds Swedish. And he, he wrote in and he says, Hello, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your station, WRVA Richmond, on 1140... And he goes on to say that he's a 56 years old. He's married, has two kids. I live in the middle part of Sweden in a little village called Kanegardena Dijorn, which is in Darlana, Sweden. He likes to he likes to go BMX biking. He likes soccer, badminton, and he loves listening to our show. Well, thank you. That yeah. is so cool. Now, what'd you say his first name was? Uh, Stefan. So, his son will be. Stephenson, that'll be his last name. Or if his daughter will be Stefan Daughter. That's how that works. Stefan, thank so that's you. That's why sir. he's Gustafson. Yes, because his father was named Gustav. That's one of the few things I know about Sweden. That and Bork, Bork, Bork. I mean, well, that's probably rude of me. Cool. We got it. You know what? And he can call in. I think. Do we have an international number yet? Oh, guess what I'm going to be asking the bosses for this week? That's right. I'm going to be asking for an international number. 
Look, if you do listen to the podcast anywhere around the world, I truly do, one, appreciate it. Uh, two, tell your friends uh, that uh, they might need Google Translate or something uh, so that you know they can translate idiot into whatever language it is you are speaking. Uh, but that's awesome. I, I love hearing from people around the world. And you can definitely Facebook us. That's, that's a great way to get through to us. So thank you, Matt, for taking care of that for us. And, uh, hey, pass that along to the bosses, okay? That might make us look pretty good. I don't, just a shot. 1-800-955-7333. Charlie in Midlothian. Yes, sir. What can I morning. do? For? Good morning. Hey, I got a question regarding the proper venting for a gas-fired tank-type water heater, old water heater. It's in the fan house. It's uh, in a basement. And currently, I think it's a 4-inch galvanized pipe that vents through what probably was the old furnace flue. Mm -hmm. It's a lined clay pipe, uh, about eight inches square, running up to the roof. And uh, based on a recent inspection, the uh, question came up, uh, how is it vented? And a company that does chimney inspections looked through it with their camera and mainly referred to cracking mortar joints. But talking to an engineer friend of mine, he said, really, you need to vent the pipe because it just stubs into the sidewall of the chimney yeah i mean for uh, I, I i will admit for decades we just ventured them into the chimney and have a nice day and right. things have changed uh the text changed and now it's probably not the best idea because if you're in the fan uh you got radiators right correct ah yep which means uh do you have gas now uh no that was actually that was taken out and a heat pump's been put in for the furnace portion or what, heating what? portion what charlie why uh, somebody you... did that prior to my occupation. So, oh. do you still have the radiators? Uh, no, it's it's been it was totally gutted. Uh, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. All right, anyway. So here's what happened, or is happening. Uh, your original chimney uh, had radiators, which means it had probably an oil-fired boiler. Uh, oil-fired heat, uh, though, is wonderful. Uh, it has kind of a sootier uh, exhaust. And when and it will line the chimney, and then you add gas fumes to it, which is very wet, and that will cause problems, which will cause the chimney to deteriorate. Now, is the c current water heater just shot? Uh, no, the current water heater is fine. It's uh, it just vents, and there's never been a problem, actually. But uh, the point was I, I talked to a mechanic friend of mine. He was going to get a kit that he drops down through there, flex uh, some kind of aluminum uh, flue that he can reconnect to the, uh, the water. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's one way you can do it. You can put the, the flex liner down, hooks it up, and you're good. Hopefully. I mean, that's my thing. It's hopefully. How old is this water heater? Because I'm going someplace. I need your help, Charlie. Come on uh, now. Probably, let's say, uh, 25 years old. I'm going to hunt you down now. You called about a 25-year-old water heater? <laughs> well, no, the proper venting of it. The water uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie, you're killing me. No, 25 years old. That thing is like twice as old as it should be. Uh, it should have died a long time ago. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save you some time and effort. Ready? Go because ahead. what you're talking about is putting down a vent for a water heater that's going to die. What I would suggest is replacing the water heater with something that's more efficient, because right now what you have is about as efficient as a Bic lighter underneath a pot of water. I would go with a direct vent water heater. goes straight out the wall. Outside, it has its own plastic line uh, piping, and you're good. Or even a tankless water heater that you mount on the outside of the house. But do not rely on that, that chimney for a 25-year-old water heater. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. 
That, that's for sure. Okay, so, I, I agree with that. I'd okay, replace so the whole thing and get a direct the wall. Either get a, a, yeah. a tankless or get a direct vent. Okay. Sounds great. Thank hey, you, Charlie. Out of Bye. time. Have a good day. Bye. 25-year-old water. He called me about 25-year-old water hitter. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, hold off. I don't need her yes, just yet. But you know what? Something tells me by the end of the day it's going to happen. My name is Richard McCann. Uh, also, it is actual Veterans Day uh, today. We're going to uh, – the second – uh, half hour of this show, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different things as far as our veterans are concerned, and including, I hate to say it, loss of one that I found out about yesterday. But you know what? The, 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 the story I was talking about earlier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Clear was a little bit of a bummer, and I, I'm not even finished with it yet, but I'd like to lighten the mood. Here's what we do here at the home show is we are uh, strong believers that uh, the news cycle uh, over the course of Monday through Friday is, is kind of like getting beaten about the head and shoulders uh, with a, a, a piece of soap in a sock. I mean, it, I don't know about you. I hardly ever watch the news anymore because I just like, I click it on, oh, good morning. Okay, the weather is, it's going to be cold. Now, death, destruction, and, and horrible things happening. So we do go out looking for stories of, of, of just incredibly stupid people. And, and I know I shouldn't say that. I'm, I know it's not politically correct. It's to not hard to find them. It's How many stories did we... You and I sat down for, what, 10 minutes yesterday? And, and found five. At least five. Well, you know what? Matt, I found a story today, and I think you'll be very pleased. This didn't happen in Florida. Wait, it didn't? No, it didn't happen in Florida. Oh, well, then I can save my music. You can save your music. Oh, nice. <laughs> now... I know that's bad of me to think, but at this point, anything you know, that can I, save my own county, I'm happy about. I, I, I've, I, I actually some, I, I found stories that happened in Virginia. Oh, we're going to get to those in the other, in the oh, other show. No. Virginia, see, that's the thing. Virginia, you only show up in the news when you do something really dumb. Yeah. Other than that, there's no, never a story about Virginia. And never. You, you got to New Jersey last week, which is very rare for you. You don't I, like to take pot shots at the easy, easy the, uh, low. You don't go after the low-hanging yeah, fruit. Even New Jersey got in on the it. The juicier stuff is up higher in the tree. <laughs> now, I look. No criticism to met everybody. I'm picking on myself. When I went to high school back in the 80s, uh, my high school was pretty much known as the Redneck High School. Not a problem. Rural area, you know. And there was some stuff that was kind of stereotypical, you know. I mean, yes, we had gun racks in our trucks. And, uh, hey, back when I was in high school, kids brought their guns to school. They went hunting early in the morning, put the gun in the gun rack, in the truck, locked the truck, and everything was fine. Now, there is some behavior, though, that I know over the years that uh, either uh, um, I did, my family did, or my, uh, my, my father did. And back then, it was probably not as big a deal uh, because the area wasn't as populated. But uh, now it is considered big-time no-no. People have actually gotten hit uh, doing, well, some stupid things. So, uh, hey, Matt, we played Where in the World is uh, Your Home Improvement Guru. Uh where in the world do you think uh, I found my, my, my unbelievable rednecks? 
Middle East. I'll give you that one. It's in the Middle East. You'd never in the expect. Middle East. I was going to say Oklahoma. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's in the world, and I'm going to say this is in the Middle East. Uh, Iraq. Close. Maybe not Egypt. Egypt. Oh, okay. Egypt. This happened. It happened in Egypt. It doesn't work as well. No. Not even close. Egypt, yeah. huh? Egypt. They're relatively quiet. Uh, the man Stepfeed, I guess this is a website, calls the most unfortunate groom ever. Now, you know what? Let's let's listen to that statement. We've all seen terrible things happen at weddings. This guy is considered the most unfortunate groom ever. Well, that's setting the bar high. Let's see. What did he do? <laughs> Probably wishes he'd skipped his own bachelor party after a celebration in Egypt uh, gone wrong. Now, see, here in the United States, you go out with your buddies. Maybe you play some golf. You know, you have some drinks. Some of you, you know, you might even go to a club to see somebody dance for you. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not a judgy guy. Live and let live. Turns out in Egypt, bachelor party's a little bit different. Per local police, 28-year-old Osmond Al-Assaid was bidding adieu to his single days on Monday night when a fellow reveler decided to partake in what the New York Post calls a common, okay, a common, and here's the funny part, we've all seen videos where it's happened, a common but illegal tradition in Middle Eastern and Arab countries shooting his gun into the air. Now, I mean, you, I know plenty of people back in the day, you don't do it anymore. Way back in the day, you live out in the middle of nowhere. You know, uh, on I New got Year's some Eve. friends who do that on a daily basis. <laughs> we don't mention any names, but I know several people that do take part of that tradition. Every day. Well, okay. Uh, he shot, was going to shoot his gun in the air, celebrate, you know, to your health, to your happiness. May right. your first child be a masculine child. Okay, that's the godfather. This is but not setting up yeah, it, no. itself up very well. Except... Oh, jeez. Instead of pointing his gun skyward, the 26-year-old man, and they put accidentally. Oh, no. Now, before I go any farther, I got to wonder, do you think maybe this friend kind of had the hots for the bride a little bit? You know, it's like. Well, it depends on what you're about to say. This is my perfect chance to get her for myself. Uh, Accidentally fired toward Al-Asid, hitting him in the hand, thigh, and because of the FCC, I'm going to say the huevos rancheros. Oh, <laughs> no. So, whoa, 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 hold on. So you're telling me yes. he was supposed to fire into the air. Into the air. And instead he accidentally, accidentally fired right into his. Right into the groom. Who right to the man region. Hit him in the hand, the thigh, and uh uh, the family jewels, if you will. Yeah, that's not accidental. No. I'm going with you. He wanted he wanted the bride. <laughs> but we can agree in the opening line of this article, the most unfortunate groom yeah, ever. <laughs> he takes the cake, no groom, doubt. The groom was rushed to the hospital and said to be in serious injuries while the shooter panicked and ran from the scene. <laughs> oh, crap! A hit and run. <laughs> and was later apprehended and arrested. Wow. Okay, last month... Is he invited to the wedding now? I don't think so. I think he's that, gonna, that puts a damper on the whole wedding. The thing, I think things are going to be postponed for a little <laughs> while. I'm so sorry, dear. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Got uh, shot. Uh, 
Usman is not going to make it. He, he, <laughs> he's 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 got an ice pack going right now. Uh, just last month, 30 year old wedding guest had to undergo emergency surgery after a stray bullet hit his thigh during the party. Uh, a, during a party, uh, these things happen all the time. Uh, turns out they t- this happens. These hijinks happen at funerals, graduations, birthdays, and weddings. You know what? You say I, funerals and graduations. Absolutely. You know what? So what you're oh saying is my. shooting a gun into the air in Egypt is what ham biscuits are to Virginia. Because you cannot be born, graduate, get married, or die without them. Without ham biscuits. And in Egypt, you can't do any of those things without shooting guns into the air. I'm seeing a correlation here. Yeah. And you know what? To all of those that called us rednecks back in high school, uh, that's that I'm blowing a raspberry your way. So Richard McCann on the home show, 1-800-955-7333. That's you, how you get through uh, to the show. You can also, if you're local to the Richmond area, 345-1140. Uh, check out my Facebook page. I post a lot of these weird stories up there uh, just, just to make you laugh. I mean, I know I'm laughing at somebody else's pain. I really rarely laugh at somebody's death uh, unless it's really, really dumb. But uh, just that wasn't good. You know, let's, let's not. Uh, here's an idea. Not shoot your guns at the wedding. Just a thought. I did go to a wedding where there was a shotgun on the uh on the altar. I've I've done that. Was that to keep the groom from leaving? Well, it was a that's how a shotgun wedding originally started. Right. Was when the you know, the boyfriend was they caught him fooling around with the daughter, so they marching by shotgun up to the chapel. And then it just kind of became a tradition. I was up in Bath County, which wow. is that's I used to go up there a lot, believe it or not. I had a friend up there, and she was getting married to her high school sweetheart, which I think was awesome. I was living in New York, so I traveled the, what, 450 miles from New York to Richmond, then another 150 miles to Bath. And I get there, this little tiny white chapel, and I'm looking around, and right there on the altar, double barrel shotgun. <laughs> They're still married today. Well, that's great. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, so earlier in the in the show, I was telling you about someone called me up. A listener said, "Richard, can you help me?" And the thing was that she had a friend uh, that had a hoarding situation in her house. She had a, she's a hoarder, okay. And uh, she had a water leak, water burst. Uh, called the insurance company. They gave her money, fixed this, fixed that, fixed the other thing. Nobody's able to fix anything. They can't get to it. It's been a year, a year of no water. The insurance company going, have you fixed this? Because your house is not fit. And now they were giving her a deadline of five days. Five days to clean everything out and get it fixed. Now, that's a really short period of time, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you watch Matt Paxton's show, usually their show ran about five days. And some of their jobs, they'd have 20 or 30 people on that thing. Sometimes more. And so she said, I don't know what to do. Can you give me some advice? And first thing I told her to do was uh, talk to Bill Taggart at Junk King. And I told her I would talk to her, uh, to him for her. I called Bill. Bill and I, tight. Don't let anybody know that I th- I'm pretty sure he's smarter than me. Please. I don't need that, you know, every time I see him. But uh, I said, I called him up. I said, Bill, have you ever dealt with a hoarding situation? And of course, he has. What do they do? They haul junk. That's all junking does. And I said, here's the situation. 
four to five bedroom house has to be cleaned out has well four and a half days now by the time I got on the phone and of course he asked can can they afford it because that's not a cheap job I said I'm sure they can they, that's got been covered um and I'm a capitalist people I believe in getting paid for what I do and I said have you ever dealt with this situation he goes well, we did a house not that long ago where we took out 15 truckloads. His truck holds a ton, 2,000 pounds. And they did 15 trips out of this house. I said, I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea what is going on inside this home. And uh, I'm going to give you her number and call her. And I, and I called her back and we talked a little bit more. I said, and I asked the questions, you know, are the funds there? Yes. I said, who is going to be there for her? I mean, this is not the first time this has been done. This is the second time you're going to have this trauma. And yeah, I'm calling it a trauma. Someone has based their well-being on all this stuff. And now the stuff is leaving for the second time. Traumatic experience. And... She said, I don't know what to do about that. So my suggestion was, and maybe it was a bad suggestion, but I told her to contact social services in that area and have a social worker come out and advise. Maybe maybe they don't have the right advice or the right skills to help somebody that's dealing with this situation. But at least, at the very least, you have somebody that knows the right people to put you in contact for this situation. See this, the, the hoarding, if you watch any of the shows, you'd read and I've read articles. I've met people that are in the, in the situation. You know, this stuff means something. What you and I see as absolute trash means something. And if you know somebody that's in this situation, you need to help them do something about it. Not just, okay, if the insurance company finds out they're going to lose their minds, they will. The insurance companies will absolutely lose their minds. The insurance companies are getting more and more, if you will, gun shy all the time. Heck, years ago, years and before I even met you, the listeners, I bought my first house. I had a German Shepherd. I went to go get a homeowner's insurance. They said, do you have a dog? Yes. What is it? German Shepherd? No. They wouldn't give me homeowner's insurance because I had a German Shepherd. I had to have my agent come over to the house and me take a picture of him petting my dog so that I could get homeowner's insurance. Now you talk about hoarding, the potential for a fire hazard, the potential biohazard, the stuff that could be growing in there. Heck, talk to Matt. He said they'd found places where fires got started and went out because stuff fell on it and snuffed it out. In this case, she had a water leak. Messed up who knows what. What kind of mold, spores, fungus, nastiness is growing in there? So, I, I mean, I did what I could. I told her, get somebody there, family if they can. I, I, my advice actually was to get her away. Just go away. Take her someplace. Go stay in a hotel for a couple, three days. Whatever it takes. Don't let her see it. And if she's got to be there, call social services or call a therapist. Call somebody have them there, but uh, I don't know how the story is going to end. 
You know, I've been curious since yesterday. I've been I'm like, did they get through? Did did Bill get reached by them? Are they are, are they doing it right now as we speak? As I'm on the radio, is that house being cleaned out? Because I've seen a picture of the outside of the house. I, I really hope she doesn't lose it. It's a beautiful home. It could, it's one of those houses I think a lot of people dream about. The people the kind of house that people want to grow a family in. Right now, it's a giant storage container, and that's sad to me. But it's also sad when I hear about these people that are in this situation. You know that something caused it. Don't know what, but something caused it. So good luck to them. I hope they made it. Uh, thanks to Bill Taggart from Junk King to talking with me, and I hope they, they uh, everything got through. And Matt Paxson is out there running the marathon as we speak. So, hey, Matt, run, Matt, run! Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRBA. That's our mothership, but you know us as the home show. 1 800 955 7333. If you miss any of the show, uh, you can go to the mothership and uh, listen to the podcast. That's 1140WRBA.com. By the way, uh, Magic Matt, just so you know, because I know it was such a big story for us earlier in the year, uh, it turns out April the giraffe may be pregnant again. Again? Again. It feels like we just stopped covering her last birth. Uh, It was seven months ago. Oh, man. (laughs) And I think the gestation period is something like four or five years or so. It's... It was wow. It, no, no. It was I like, wonder if it'll be as highly covered as the last time, because <laughs> that I, was a Facebook Live extraordinaire. Well, if you remember, she gave birth during the show. That's right. We covered it, <laughs> and and I had to watch that awful, horrendous event that for was, about two hours. That was not good. Oh, oh it was terrible. Oh, was, <laughs> experiencing live birth is just terrifying. Uh, just terrifying. You know, it can be. It can be. I, I grew up on a farm. You know, it's not that new. Yeah. I did not grow up on a farm. So for you, it's, it's a new little for bit, me. Yeah, you know, it was it was really nothing for every couple of years. Wake up and like, oh look, a batch of puppies. That you know, you knew she was going to, and then you wake up the next morning, puppies. Oh, look at the puppies. My dad going, we got to get rid of all these puppies. Can we keep a puppy? No, can't keep get rid of the puppies. So, uh, wow, looks like we have uh, at least a story we can do for the next. <laughs> I think it's it's like eighteen months is the gestation or something like Ooh. that. It's very long. It's a long time. What can I say? So it is uh, Veterans Day, the real day. Yesterday was celebrated by uh, the the, uh, the United States government. Were people here yesterday? Were you by yourself, or I don't? I know the parking lot was a little sparse, but um, was a little sparse yesterday. I can understand that. My uh, brother works with the government. He had the day off, and so I I, I I think a lot about our veterans. I really do. I think about what's going on. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On, uh, you know, we're going into year 17, uh, being in Iraq and Afghanistan. I think about the people growing up. When I was growing up, I had uh, friends whose fathers served in Vietnam. 
it wasn't that long ago of a thing for me back then. Um, now, these guys are older statesmen, if you will. Um, when I graduated high school, Desert Storm happened. And I knew a lot of guys my age uh, that went and they were either one planning on joining the military uh, or two because it broke out. They did join the military. Now, before I go any farther, I'm going to say this straight up. Uh, I was a very, very, very different person back then. I was a loudmouth kid. Uh, I didn't listen to anybody. I was your standard, you know, headstrong teenage boy. And uh, my father didn't serve. My father tried. My father tried. My father tried three times to join the military uh, during Vietnam. He went and volunteered. And always they said the same thing. You're overweight. You got high blood pressure. You got flat feet. Get out of here. That happened three different times. Then his number came up and they sent him home. Uh, so I, I, di- I didn't serve. And I don't know if I would have been a right fit for the military. Military required certain kind of thinking that I didn't have. I wasn't good at listening to people. I wasn't good at taking orders. And uh, I was, I'm going to say, immature. So I've always been kind of in awe of the people I know that, that serve. They went, put their lives on the line. I mean, and I mean, even those people say, oh, they weren't in military combat. They weren't in a combat zone. Yeah. Does that make it any less? I was talking to a veteran the other day. I met him at the Fast Mart. Thanked him for his service. Talked to him about a project I'm working on with vets. And no, I can't announce it yet. It's It's coming. And I said, I'd love to get your story. He goes, well, I served during peacetime. I was like, I don't care. If you think about it, isn't that better? Kind of easy to... No, not easy. That's not the right word. You can almost understand someone joining during wartime. Patriotism and all that. But people that say, I'm going to serve regardless. Military doesn't stop moving just because it's in peacetime. So I, I, I think a lot about our veterans, and I think about people my age. And, well, you know what? My age now, we're becoming senior statesmen. We're in our 40s. Now my generation has sons and daughters that are joining the military. And that freaks me out just a little bit. But I guess that's the nature of things, right? We go older our, and, and we fight, and then our our, our Kids come up behind us, and then it's their turn to serve. And so I think about my grandfather, Charles R. McCann Sr. And not in this segment. In the second segment, I'm going to tell you about my other grandfather. But for the moment, I'm going to tell you about my grandfather, my, my namesake. is Charles R. McCann Sr. Now, Charles R. McCann Sr., was from the uh, the Maryland area. Uh, he was the youngest of 24 children. Yeah, my great-grandfather, who I know almost nothing about. I know he was a farmer. I know that he was an orphan. His parents died. Uh, 
I'm not exactly sure McCann was his last name. If it was McCann, it was probably spelled differently. Uh, I know he was uneducated. He did not. He was illiterate, if you will, though most a lot of people were back then. Uh, and over the course of his life, he had three wives that produced 24 kids, my grandfather being the youngest. Now, when my grandfather uh, passed away, Charles Sr., it was uh, the mid-90s, like 94. And uh, I was living out of state, and I couldn't afford to come home. And everybody told me, you know, that he was 67 years old. That's what we were all told. Oh, how old was he when he passed away? Oh, he's 67. He smoked his entire life. It wasn't until after he passed away and uh, we started going through his records uh, that we found out he wasn't 67. He told us he was 67. Everybody was convinced he was 67, but he was 65. It turned out he lied during World War II to <laughs> so that he could join the military. That's what they did back then. He was like 14 or 15 years old, but he knew how to drive a truck. And not a lot of people didn't know how to drive back then. They shipped him from the East Coast out to the Pacific. And I've talked to, to veterans and, and historians, and I said, you know, he, he was really young. They said, yeah, but, you know, back then you had guys that some of them, some of the veterans of World War II, and I'm not obsessed with World War II. A lot of people are. I, I, I'm a big studier of World War I, if you will. But uh, he said, you have to understand the very unique position your grandfather was in. I'm like, what, that he was 14 or 15 years old? He goes, well, that wasn't that unique. He said, what was unique is that he could drive a truck. And I'm like, so what's so unique about that? He goes, there weren't that many trucks. There weren't that many cars. Going into World War II, where he was going, you had guys that were climbing onto transports that had never set foot in a, a motorized vehicle. They'd been in a horse carriage, maybe. They'd ridden a horse. And then they were being shipped off to learn how to drive tanks and, 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 and planes. So... Uh, my, my senior, he got there at the tail end of the war and they shipped him off into the Pacific and he's on a boat and he's in the military and uh, he's in the army, excuse me. And uh, while he's heading out into, you know, Japanese waters, uh, comes across the, the radio uh, that the Japanese have surrendered, the war is over. And I remember hearing this story that he was like so excited. He's like all him and all his buddies were like, we missed it. Yes, we can go home and turn this boat around, son. I'm heading back to the East Coast. And they're like, well, no. No, you're, you're, you're really not. And he spent the rest of his time in the Army going from island to island in the Pacific, cleaning up, Telling people that the war was over. There was a lot of holdouts that didn't believe it even one little bit. I think there was one holdout that lasted until like the 70s. That story's out on the internet somewhere. I've, I, it's been a long time since I went looking for it. But there was one Japanese soldier absolutely positively did not believe the war was over. And he hid out in the jungle for like 30 some years. 
But that was my grandpa. I mean, my grandpa McCann lied about his age to join the military. And I never asked him about it. I never asked him really any questions. I was young. And uh, I never thought about it, and I thought he'd be around forever. But uh, it turns out he, he wasn't. And I, I got two things from him you know, that, that I can use to remember him by. Because he was a little guy. I think he was five foot four, 110 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, his grandson's very different. But I have two things from him. I have his name, which I'm always going to be proud of. And I have his watch, which was this cheap piece of garbage that had like the stretchy band on it and the cracked uh, uh, crystal on it. And I had a friend of mine rebuild it. They opened it up, pulled all the cow crap out of the inside of it, put a new crystal on it, put a band on it. It cost me like $150. And all I could think of is whenever I wear that watch, I look down and I go, Grandpa would be so mad that I spent that much money on that watch. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. When we get back, I got to tell one more story. It's rather personal. I'm glad you're indulging me on the home show. Reggie McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. That's the mothership, but this is the home show. 1 800 955 7333. That's how you get through to the show. Follow me on Facebook and on Twitter at Richard McCann. So happy Veterans Day to everybody. I want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody who has served, is serving, uh, who's thinking about serving. God bless you all uh, and keep you all. I personally, you know, I think I'm, I could serve now. I'm a busted old man, but I think it'd be a lot less lost if something happened to me. But that's another story for another time. Uh, so this last uh, couple of years, uh, we have had quite a bit of uh, research, and we've had some uh, a specialist in, uh, Dr. Brian uh, Meyer came in, and he is the uh, number one specialist for post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, which is just running rampant through our military. Um, and I was reading an article today, this opioid addiction is affecting our vets, you know, at an alarming rate. And I remember my first conversation with him was years ago, five, six years ago. And he was telling me how he was, he works at the VA and, and he's to help some people get through some pretty serious stuff. And my, we were outside. I was a smoker at the time. I was having a cigarette. He was trying to stay upwind. And I said, I don't get it. I don't get what you do. And he says, what do you mean? I said, why is it like this? I said, you know, my, my father my father couldn't serve. He tried to. He wanted to. He couldn't. But my grandfathers, both of them, did. And I never hear about the, the post-traumatic stress disorder. And I mean, and I told him, I said, I know for a fact they went through hell on earth. And I said, and yet I seldom hear about it. I, I mean, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't exist. You know, when a lot of one of the, the World War II vets got back, you know, they really missed that camaraderie. They missed their, their guys. They needed that. They needed a way to bond. That's how a lot of your motorcycle clubs got started. And so I said, just, I don't get it that what are we doing different? Well, how are we hurting these guys that we sent those guys through hell and they came back? I'm going to say, okay, I'm not saying right. I'm not saying good. I'm just going to say, okay. And his response to me was boats. And I was like, well, I don't understand. He said, boats. He says, back then, our guys, when, when they were finished doing what they were doing, they didn't get shipped home immediately. 
They said they were there for a while. They had a chance to calm down. They had a chance to talk to their buddies that they have been through this experience with. They got to slowly understand, you know, their feelings, got to normalize, if you will. If that's even a thing that you can do, I don't know. But then they got on a boat, and he said that boat took them a while to get here. So they had all this time to decompress. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand it right now, when we send somebody over them, they jump on a plane. They go from being in the backyard cooking a barbecue to a war zone in 24 hours. And then it's no big deal to ship them back. No downtime. So that's one of the reasons I've been told by the experts. That's one of the reasons they're having these situations. So that's why if you have vets in your neighborhood, I I tell you to beware of things like making loud noises, setting off fireworks. Talk to these people. If you know somebody that's having some trouble, you know a vet that's having problems, talk to them about getting some help. I remember the first time we did the PTSD show, a vet from Vietnam called in and he said, Richard, how can I get some help? And you know what? He did. He, he called the VA. He got some help. Now, why am I bringing all this up for this reason? And it's selfish, but I have to bring it up. Yesterday, we lost another vet. His name was Eugene Cooley Sr. He was 97 years old, and he was my grandpa. Last grandpa I had. Now, we haven't been real close over the last couple of years because age does things to the mind. And I didn't ever talk to him about the war because he didn't want to. He served in Italy and Africa. I know that his best friend in the whole wide world during the war was a guy named Goldie, a Jew. That's all I know. They was Jewish. Goldie and him went through basic, went through the war together. And the last years of his life, while dementia was a problem, uh, it took him back there. He had worked through it all those years ago. When the war was over, he came home. Uh, he started a family. He married his sweetheart, Connie. Connie passed away seven years ago. I remember that day. And uh, he raised a family. He raised seven kids. I was his first grandchild. How disappointing for him, you know, really, if you think about it. But towards the end, a couple, three years ago, maybe even a little bit more. And if you ever see me, you'll see I wear a silver medallion around my neck. That's a a St. Christopher medal he gave me. I don't have anything else from him. But he told me one story of the war. And I can understand based on that one story that I can't tell on the air. I can understand completely why he didn't want to talk about it anymore. It made sense to me. So my grandfather was 97 years old. He was a relic hunter. He knew more about the Civil War than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. I knew it was a, And when I was a kid, once a year, we did this for about four or five years in a row, he would take me camping for the weekend. It's the only, I mean, you got that many kids, you got that many grandkids, you got that many responsibilities. You got limited time. But I have all those. I have those memories. And I just want to say to everybody, we lost an absolute hero. A couple years back, they did a couple things, they did something for him at the War Memorial. And uh, I just want to say, he was a great man. If you want to know what I'm going to look like when I'm 97, I'm going to look like Eugene Cooley. <laughs> 
That's what's going to happen. So, bye, Pop. Pleasant trails. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. I mean, <laughs> happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Uh, hey, go out there and get as much free stuff as you possibly can. If you see a vet, thank them. I do it all the time. And uh, if you want to contact me, you can do it through Facebook, Richard McCann, M-C-K-A-N-N. You can also follow me on Twitter. That's at Richard McCann. I appreciate it. It's great. If you missed any of the show, you can go to the mothership of the home show. That is 1140wrva.com. You can click on my name, and you can listen to the podcast. And uh, I hope everybody sticks around at the 10 o'clock hour. Got a ton of stuff to talk about as far as keeping your house warm because there's all kinds of things going on. And uh, Matt... Have you ever heard of somebody? Have you, do you eat nuggets? Do you, the chicken nuggets? Do you eat nuggets? Yeah. Oh, okay. How much do you like them? I'm scared of where this is going, you, but uh, I do. Uh, I like them a lot. Enough to, to fight over them or attack somebody? No. Yeah. Yeah, there's people out there that like them enough. We'll have that story in the next show. Thanks to Magic Matt for coming in early and helping me out with the show. Everybody that called in, I appreciate it. Uh, I will be back here next Saturday. From 6 until 8, hosting The Home Show with me, Richard McCann. Everybody, let's go out there and let's be kind to each other. See you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.